What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy, Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment with no sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Bring up me oddies, yo-ho! Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves. With the seventh pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Mike Evans. Game breakdowns. Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Early 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30. And interviews, so batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book That Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Craig coming to you live from STLR Studios. It is another edition of of Buck That Podcast. I am joined today to the right, to the right. Got my boy Eddie in the building. Yo, yo, ho, ho, a pirate's life for me. Well, I was amped up with that, man. I know you were. I I'm not ready to tackle somebody. I've I seen you getting a little hype. And across from me, directly across from me, we can, even though not on the camera, like we're kind of like diagonal, we can high five directly across the table. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. my boy Zach in the building. Good evening. Good evening. It's a, it's a hot day out on the first day of OTA. As they, official As they OTA say in, day. In, 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 in the kitchens, when you work with a bunch of Spanish folks, it's muy caliente, way. Muy calor. I don't know what that means. No, it's caliente. But, it, but but color, like, back me up on that, too. That's, 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 that's heat. That's heat. That's hot. See? I thought that was color. That, that's no. color. Oh. He said color. Color. Oh. It's, 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 it's all in the, 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 the accent. I see you. Yeah, I see you. It's the enunciation. The enunciation. But we do got some Buck That Podcast news today. So let's go ahead and dive on in it. Obviously, you know, if you've been paying attention. We have pretty much swapped Gerald McCoy out for Dominican Sue. We do have a landing spot for once said Gerald McCoy, former Buccaneer. 
<coughs> called it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Zach was correct that he was going to end up in, with the NFC South team, which you were semi-correct. I said because, the NFC South team. I didn't well, see that proof. Listen, I don't remember. Listen, I remember him I talking about it. I said it on both it, shows. But, yeah. then he all, but then he looked up freaking like 1945 salary cap or something and made it seem like both teams <laughs> had like a combined. Like, need to see your cookies, he's bro. Like, you need to turn he's that He's like, shit well, in, every man. team in the NFC South is on welfare right now, so I mean, I think That's we're good. basically how it looked. And then all of a sudden, Carolina Damn. released Matt Khalil on Saturday, June They're, 1st. And, and freed up uh, $7.5 million. Dollars, so... Was able to sign Gerald McCoy, but but Gerald McCoy did get signed. He signed with the Carolina Panthers, and his contract situation is, is very incentive based. Um, it can reach up to ten point two five, ten point two five, or something like that. Ten point five, something along those lines. But yeah, at ten and a quarter million. But at the end of the day, um, it, it's very in, incentive laden. It is. He gets like bonuses for Pro it's, Bowl. It's a one year too, right? Yeah, it's a one year contract. But he's going to join the lights of guys like Bruce Irvin, Don Terry Poe, uh, Brian Burns, the first round pick out of Florida State. So he has a four million dollar signing bonus. So that's the guaranteed money right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a three million base, which is obviously broke down over the sixteen games. That's his. That's his paycheck. Um, he has. A five hundred thousand dollar camp roster bonus. So obviously, if he makes it through training camp, all that stuff makes the fifty three man roster. He gets another five hundred thousand. Um, he gets a five hundred thousand um, dollar in forty five man per game bonus. So I guess like if you're part of the forty five dressing, yeah, the dressing forty five, then then you get uh, you know another. Even though they dress fifty three, don't they? That's kind of strange. Don't they dress fifty three? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's they a fifty three roster. Yeah, it's a yeah. fifty three man roster that they make every week. I don't, I don't know what the forty five means, man. Neither do I. Maybe it's because like the kickers, long snapper, a couple of people like that that they don't count. Back Waterboy, they don't have yeah. souls. What? We, I mean, you got the we talking about second, third, quarterback, maybe. Yeah, right. You know, what I'm saying I, 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 those are maybe like the forty five that get like the heavy rotation or something. I don't know. Okay, um, forty five like the forty fifth president. Yeah. So if he gets. Six and a half sacks, he'll get another five hundred thousand dollars. If he gets eight sacks, it gets him one point five million dollars. He gets a quarter million if he makes a Pro Bowl. He gets a quarter million if they make the playoffs. So only four million is guaranteed. The signing bonus. That's all he got right now is, is four million. So literally pennies on the dollar for now. Now, if he would have been willing to work this out though, that that situation, something like that, over the next couple of years with Tampa. You bet your ass they would have kept him. Now, is he salty, though? I think so. I think probably salty, and that's why he took that check. So, basically, it's the 45 guys that they dressed, and then the rest are for, like, injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's 45 that they dress. 45 dress. It's an active roster of 53. Active roster. But those are for players that actually dress on Sunday. Got you. Okay. So, he's going to he's gonna have to play. Play. Basically. That's, that's the playing roster. Yeah. yeah. But looking at the way that that contract is set up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I think it's, you know. Very friendly to Carolina, for sure. It's a prove-it deal, for sure. It is. Um, I think it's going to be a good coach for him. Do, he, he's a solid dude over there. Now, question. Do you think that him signing with Carolina has to do with the fact that literally hours before, and he, excuse me, he already had visits with the with it's the, like, with the like Goat Bowl coming up, huh? That, that Goat Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, but he had he that had uh, he had visits with the Browns. 
He had yeah. visits with the Ravens. Yep. Yeah. And Dominican Sue went on social media rocking number 93. Ooh. We want to talk about that. I think it's too soon. But I'm saying, do you think that had a little persuasion like an Asian and him signing with uh, the Panthers? I'm telling you, man. I think, I think he's a little salty. And uh, it's funny because it's an influx. So it's, it's a difference in their halfway points in their career. This is their next contract. This is – well, actually, no. Maybe because Sue's fi- already have. Sue's already a had a contracts. couple, but this is like a potential like – It's a flip-flop. Uh, Sue yeah. didn't have to wear 93. He did wear another number for the, for the Lions. He wore 90 for the Lions. But there was a 93 already active. He wore 93 for the Dolphins and for the Rams. So, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of an F you. Um, I, as might far give, as McCoy, I might give me a Sue 93 jersey. I don't know. As far as McCoy goes, I think he already had enough ammunition to, to want to play for NFC South team. I don't think they even gave him a chance if to If he come was going to get the money that he wanted, and I think he got that, it, it isn't a prove-it deal. But I think he's motivated this season to prove himself. He knew that last game he played as a buck was his last game as a buck. So here's a little tidbit I, for you. Our home game in which Carolina would come to Tampa. Game two. Is where? Oh, in London. In mm-hmm. London. So McCoy technically doesn't get to come home and he play doesn't. against us. He doesn't. He gets to do it over in London. Which is kind of like our second home. Sort of. In in. You know, the reason why I bring this up about the whole 93 and everything else is because there's also an article that on, on the four-letter that talks about defensive uh, tackle Ndamukong and Sue, and, you know, how uh, there's, you know, obviously he gets called a dirty player. Um, he has a tendency to get that rep. He has he has that reputation. You can ask and, our offensive lineman about and, that. And he's pretty much come out and said that's irrelevant to his life, and he believes people should get to know him before discerning what type of person he is. Um, he says, I think when you look at people in general, you got to get to know them. You got to have FaceTime with them. You got to be able to have the opportunity to interact with them, Sue said. Before you pass judgment on somebody, always take the time to get to know them. Now, has he done some somewhat dirty things in the game? Of course. Um, but at the same time, how many players do those same kind of dirty things underneath the pile um, and stuff that you don't necessarily, the camera doesn't catch? So, do you call Ndamukong Sue a, a, a dirty player? Or is he someone who just wears his emotions on his sleeve? And, he, you know, sometimes, I mean, we've all, as human beings, and there's not one person alive that can say, oh, I've never acted, you know, a certain type of way just off a spur of the moment, you know, situation. You, you know, you're, you're out there. You're playing a game that's a, a, a I physical. I totally agree with you. It's it's a physical game. Yep. We've all, we've all, you know, jumped to conclusions about something or let, let our emotions get the better of us. He's a human being just like everybody else. D- does that mean he's going around like when nobody's looking like pushing over baby strollers and stuff like that? No, I don't absolutely think so. not. I don't, I don't think saying. so at all. Man, Warren Buffett's his best homeboy, man. They're out there getting it. So if you if you line up with Warren Buffett, I don't think you're a dirty individual. One, Sue is super intelligent, dude. Yeah. Have you ever uh, heard him speak? He's yeah, man. a highly, highly intelligent dude. Um, individual. But there's, there's a person on the field and there's a person off the field. And when I play football – you know, I'm a laid back dude, but when I played football, you know, I had an intensity that I wouldn't have necessarily off the field. He's out there kicking you know people I mean? in the crotch, just spitting in people's you eyes. You might have to like might step on somebody's ankle or something, you know, he's on the ground or something like that. I mean, let's 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 be real here. Let's let's look at it. It's in the know, heat of the moment. At, at, even in other sports, you had the whole uh Detroit Pistons situation where you had Ron Artest and, and Steven Jackson and all them. They they went through that whole certain thing. 
Steven Jackson's on on the jump on ESPN, you know, talking about basketball. Yeah. And yeah, did he make a mistake? But does that mistake define him as a person? I think not. No. It's the heat of the battle, man. Um, and, and it's the heat of the battle. Real quick, real quick though, rolling back to McCoy. Did you guys hear that he had a eight million dollar guarantee from uh, Baltimore? Wow. They were willing to give him eight million guaranteed, where Carolina only gave him four. So maybe it was really a big deal for him to come back and, and play in the NFC South and, and get those two games to get we'll the Bucs. But the thing about it is, too, with the Ravens, it might have just been an $8 million. Like That's that's the top of line. That's, that's what you get. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We're paying you off rip. You get eight that, bucks. That extra two, two and a quarter million, you know, even though he has to earn it, he's he's basically betting on himself. Like, okay, I can achieve most of these goals probably. Um, I do think that the – Four three that they run in Carolina is going to be a lot used to what he was running here. Um, I think he'll fit into there very nicely, and it's going to be interesting to see which defensive tackle has the better year. Because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people have come out and said that hey, you know, what I'm saying I know they let Gerald McCoy go, but I think Indomitian Sue is perfect for this Todd Bowles defense. Mm-hmm. And you know, and after he signed with the Panthers, there's been a lot of people out there being like, yo. He made a really wise choice, but you know what they're running over there in Carolina right now. With their their trans, uh, they're doing exactly what we're doing. Oh, they're turning into a they're going to a three four oh. defense this year as well. We'll see, man. We'll see, we'll see who's the Pro Bowler, the All Pro. Well, that makes it even more interesting then. Yeah, I, th- I think the coach over there in Carolina is a good fit for him. Okay, you know, he, he's a stand. They definitely dude. do have good defensive scheme and scheme and a lot of good players around them. So. Interesting. We'll, only time will tell. Only time will tell. It's going to make those two games more interesting. You have no idea, man. They're, they're really going to come Because out. the player that Sue is, they came in together. So it was always that they've all – Compared to one and marriage. two, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. that marriage, just like Mariota and It's Pepsi Winston. and Coke, man. It's Pepsi and Coke. It's Pepsi exactly and Coke Exactly what we right said, there. Mariota and Winston. It, it, it's, it's, that, it's that rivalry. Well, who's Pepsi and who's Coke? Because I like Coke. I'm a Coke guy. I think, I think McCoy has to be Coke. I have to say Sue so far. Well, hold on now. He was drafted into the Lions as a blue team for Pepsi. McCoy was a pewter and red team for for Coke. I think Sue had had a bigger highlight over him, like Coke. Like, there's more branding around Sue, and McCoy's been like the stepchild. I I agree. I believe, man. I don't know. I believe McCoy's been so quiet, and he hasn't gotten the news that he just snuck up and became a Pro Bowler. He just snuck up and got all these tackles, all these sacks, ran a really good – he was a really good defensive player on a shitty team. And Sue was just – he was getting all the extra accolades just for him being that 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 type of player. But he has been, I think, more impactful in certain ways. Even though they're very close in, like, sacks and certain things like that, Sue has been more of a dominant defensive disruption. He has? I, I think than um, McCoy has. And McCoy's had a couple of years where he had some bicep injuries and things like that that has kind of – you know, catch him out of games where Sue has been a little bit of the healthier player. It's like and a it's one, only missed two like games one. because of suspension. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. he's played every you know game Cause, of his cause career. You think, yeah, like yeah, McCord missed like a year. You like know, the whole season. How, how many disruptions has he had in the backfield? You know, how how many run stops has he had? Different things. You know, I, I don't know all the answers to that right now, but I just feel like Sue's been like that more dominant yeah, that's player. The, that's the Coca Cola. He so. I definitely look forward to seeing those two games and seeing who, because I think Sue's like the same kind of guy who thrives off of that. So now he's like he feels that now there's that competition. So now he wants to come out in those games and just like McCoy wants to come out and prove that you know we were wrong. Sue wants to come out there and prove we were right. Yeah. Who's who's gonna sell more jerseys next year? Ooh, McCoy or Sue? Yeah. Mm. Who's who's gonna have that bigger new fan base? 
Well, we don't have very many stars on this defense, so I could see it being Maybe Sue. Sue. You think Sue? Because I think they sell a lot That'd of Keekly jerseys look at, over That's something there. we could look at, yeah. look closer towards. Uh, how about how about we keep a mental note on that one and, and, and peep that jersey sale situation like right before a game, like week one? Yeah. Okay. And then you can look at it again going into I'm sure London. there's ways to look that up. Yeah, we'll look it up. Yeah, they, they do have – I know they have jersey sales. I'm sure that's something very – Easy to Google. Yeah. Um, another story we have about the Buccaneers today. I mean, we looked up some other lists. He wasn't as low on the list on uh, as the one that that uh, Smokey had found for us. But basically, he's low on all lists. He's low on all lists. And that's Jason Light. Jason Light is, Mm-mm-mm. according. How do you say it? Light or light. like? Light. 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 Light off like a light. I don't think like it's like light. that, though. That's 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 what they say it on. That's how they say it on TV. Light. Hit that Google man. And see what it says when you hit yeah. that that button. Um, but according to USA Today, he has been ranked as the thirty first GM. He's not last though. He's not last. He's not last. He's not last. He's close, but he's not last. David Gettleman might have beat him out with Ooh. that with that <laughs> with that ODB <laughs> trade. But um. Oh man, it's pretty much you know. Some people are like, how does he even still have his job? Blase Squaze. He's drafted two kickers. Um, uh, he's justified this year's pick by claiming that kicker is one of the most important positions on the roster. And I'm going to go out and say this. Over the last two years, well, maybe even three years, right? About the last three years? What, that he's been here? No, I'm saying that that – We've yeah. had kicking problems. Yeah, yeah, we've had. We kicking have problems lost a lot of games rid of Matt Bryant. We have lost a yeah. lot of games by kicking. So to say that for anybody out there to be like, oh, it's not, uh, you know, uh, a serious position. It's not an important position. How many games last year did we see? I think the Cleveland Browns were involved in like three games themselves, where it came down to field goals and and a missed field goal and some things like that were the ones that you know. Like decided the game. Um, I think we see one with like Pittsburgh. Um, Games are closer and closer nowadays. Always, man. Cody Parkey in the playoffs with yep. the Eagles missed one at the end, and that yep. was, that was pretty much the game situation right there. So, I, I mean, for him to draft and get a guy that now I do feel a lot more comfortable with him getting the guy in like the fifth or sixth round, not the second round, than the second round. Yeah. But even the guy that we got, we probably still could have gotten the seventh round. So, am I completely happy with him? No, I wasn't. I haven't been happy with Light in a while. I was even talking about how you know, on no boundaries last year, how I wish they would get rid of. You know, I wanted the whole. I wanted the whole rebuild from the top to the bottom. I wanted a new GM, new coach, new everything. The whole. New I system. think we've kind of gotten that though this year with with Bruce Arians because he's going to be a guy that's going to take over a little bit more of that GM role. We'll Even see. though he might not have that official title, he I definitely think, has a say. And I think Light has a lot of trust in him. So when Bruce Aaron said, look, boss, don't pick this guy. Pick well, this it's guy. his mentor. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think Light has done some some uh, good things since he's been here, and he's done some really boneheaded things. Obviously, we talked about try the to kicking make a move, situation. Man. You try to make a move. If you're going to take a, uh, a kicker in the second round, that's ballsy, bro. I mean, you a different kind of dude. Yeah. His free agents, though, he's kind of hit hit on or missed on those. They're free agents. You never hit right on free agents. We bring in Michael Johnson a couple years back. We hit uh, missed on him. Uh, we had that tackle too that came over from the Bengals. Was that him or was that Mark Dominic? 
No, that he, was hey, he brought JPP in. He did bring in JPP. He's when you brought, can land JPP. He drafted Jameis Winston and uh, Ali Marpet and Mike Evans and Quan and Levante. He's, did he get Levante? No. 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 Uh, that was Mark Dominic. Um, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Him. Yeah, that was that was Mark Dominic. Um, he's had some good good decisions. I mean, like Adam Humphreys, undrafted free agent he brought in. O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. A lot of people would say that, you know, we kind of got a steal on that. Cameron Brait. Cam Brait. So he's done a lot of good things, but he's also done a lot of bad things as well. And I think the fact that he hasn't been able to get over the hump with the coaching has really hurt him to a detriment as well. Well, and, and, and here's the thing to really kind of chime in on that as well is because um, we might see Bruce come in and flip this whole script with this same team that Light has put team. together, and then we're like, okay, well maybe it was the coaching all along. Maybe he's not as bad and, as we thought. Is it this was. like a Gruden Dungey thing? It could be, but Dungy, I have a lot of respect for. Obviously, yeah. I don't, I don't compare Dungy to like Lovey Smith. Well, I'm saying, but but here's another thing too: is Cutter. even though, even though, see, he, here's the thing with the with the front office moves, right? The the GM is the one who's going to get blamed. Yeah, yeah. But is the GM just because the GM signs the player? Does that mean that it was the GM's choice? Because if I'm a coach, like I don't just want if if I'm the head coach and Zach's the GM. I don't want Zach just bringing in some guy. But like, oh yeah, by the way, you got this new offensive lineman. Like, well, I mean, did I, do I not get to talk to yeah, the guy? Hey, we, we I got wanna, you an offensive I want to see what kind of character this dude is. Do I have any input on this? So I'm sure to a certain point, yeah, coaches have input and, and, some more than others. Like, like, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's probably why they kept him around because maybe Aaron's see, gonna take a well, lot not, of that. I'm saying, but maybe we don't know. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. how much of how much of those busts. And stuff that happened. How much was that of Mike Smith saying, "Yo, I want this guy," or yeah, yeah. was that a Dirk saying, "I want this guy on the team," and him just making it happen? Yep. So maybe that's why he's still around. Could be. But Could ultimately, be. I would say that it comes down to the GM, and then he's got to ultimately approve of the said player. And there, he jumped in the pool so with a nice suit if, for his if team. If he so. doesn't think said player is, say, Mike Smith's, like, "Oh, we want Vernon Hargraves this year," and he doesn't think necessarily he's that player that. That he's not going to draft that player just because. Well, I was talking more on the free agents because. But I do think that coaches do have a lot of influence on what yeah, the we GM can, does. We, we kind of made the. I wasn't really worried about the draft picks. So we kind of okay. made it clear that he was fairly decent with the draft. I picks. see what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying like the the coaches are the ones free agent wise. Like I want this dude. I want that dude. I'm sure, and they have a little bit more influence on it. He just makes it happen. So you know, you can't really blame him. And here's the thing with some of the guys they brought in this year. Uh, Shaq Barrett, who has a lot of good stuff has been coming out of these OTAs, these early, uh, you know, voluntary workouts. Um, Deion Buchanan is another guy oh, who we got he, that we got for a fairly decent price. That you know has been you know making a little noise in the, the off season so far. So if a couple of these guys that they brought in now pan out, if Ronald Jones comes out and we're about to get into that here in a minute and has a breakout season, which they that was they talked about. Now, does that boot that obviously has got to boost him up a little bit on that that ranking scale? And you know, US Today has him at thirty one. I think Zach found one where he was a like twenty six, twenty five ish range. So yeah, he's definitely towards the bottom of the barrel of the GMs. But if some of these hit because the coach coaches that he's working with are quote unquote better, because I don't feel that Dirk is a great head coach. No, he's. Nah, a, nah, he, nah, I nah. think he's a great coordinator, a great offensive is, mind. Is, is. But yeah, he wasn't ready to lead men. He was, and he was so distant from the defensive room that we became basically an offensive team, being ran by a totally separate 
entity on defense. Basically, there was no division. There was no like togetherness. In that it was. It was a mess. Like, it was a mess. It was definitely a mess. But moving along, coming out of training camp and all that, um, you know, they've been talking about Ronald Jones, and he's been somebody who's who. Ne- Ron Jones. <laughs> Former USC. But but don't call two eight one three three oh eight zero zero four. He's not gonna answer. But um, you know, I found on the from the pewter plank, and, and it's a pretty reputable Buccaneer site. They do have some guys there that they, they follow the Buccaneers Shout out very to the close. Pewter plank. Shout out to the pewter plank. Um They're talking about how the OTAs have concluded in the Tampa Bay area and one of the writers for them believes that the breakout star in waiting is last year's second round pick Ronald Jones who struggled in his rookie year, you know, barely had as many yards as the position he was drafted in. Caught two passes, dropped 76. But heading into year two, it seems like he's made some massive strides this offseason. Um, Bleach reports Maurice uh, Moton names Ronald Jones as one of the players on the verge of a breakout after OTAs. Um, the Athletics' Greg Allman saying general manager Jason Light said the player who has impressed Bucks coaches the most this spring has been Ronald Jones. Optimism about the position between him and Barber this offseason is, is very high. So, you know, one of those things, Barber, on a kind of bad year for our offensive line, got almost 100 yards. Yeah. He had some bright spots. Almost 1,000, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, almost 1,000, my bad. Thank you for the correction there. And then, you know, Ronald Jones didn't do so mean. well. So, I mean, what if what if we end up with a, with a situation kind of like how the Falcons have had the past couple of years with uh, four, uh, yeah, is a Freeman, Devontae Freeman. Devontae yeah, yeah. Freeman, Devontae yeah, Freeman and, and my boy, oh, Tevin Campbell. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, if they run, mess around and have like a couple 800-yard backs, you know, with, with each of them catching a couple passes out the backfield, a couple hundred yards, whatever, here, give or take, you know, saying maybe a few touchdowns here and there combined, you know, maybe for like double-digit touchdowns. We're looking at, at at a completely different running game than we had last year. We are, but one hundred percent, bro. We're putting so much on the weight of a second round back from uh, from last year. I don't and think Peyton so. Barber, who hasn't averaged more than four point one yards a carry in his career. I don't think we're putting a lot of pressure. Three point eight, mind you, for his career. That's what he averages per rush. I think Peyton we're a, we're we're a pass def- or a pass offense. And I think those guys are just dunking back there, man. So they're just there to keep. We the are, but when 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 other teams know you're a passing offense and you can't run the ball, they can just drop back and they can well, just pick off passes from James. Well, what you're telling me, yeah, is is Barber for his career has averaged mm-hmm. almost. Well, I'm going to round it up four yards a carry. No, it's yeah. three point eight. It's four yards a carry. You can't you can't round up like that with a running back. Because four yards is different from 3.8. Okay, well, still 3.8 times three is still a first down. First down. That's official, bro. Well, 3.8 times. With the coaching staff that – That's official. With, with, with the coaching staff that – If that's how you guys want to look at it, then fine. With but a coaching staff – You know I'm a I, I'm with you fan, on that. And I like with that, With this dude. coaching staff, maybe they might be able to get more that out of – That has probably made some offensive line corrections. Yes. Different schemes. Different schemes. I better mean, defense. Well, we haven't made better any offensive defense. line corrections as far as players go, but maybe scheming wise. Scheme's we have. big, bro. Scheme's big. It, yeah. No, I, I'm not disagreeing coach, with you. Well, all I'm right. So, so I coach basketball. 
Tell him about it, Doc. I'm not going to have my center <laughs> be the point guard position that brings the ball up the court. Nope. You ain't going to have me, Bron. You know what I'm saying? Bron plays a five sometimes. We, we had two years where we – That's a beast, though. Yeah, but, like but LeBron, I'm just kidding. LeBron's put a that animal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why, why on God's green earth would you take our Pro Bowl caliber guard and, turn, and turn him into a center? Yep. Yeah. Then, then wonder why our running game's crap. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? Hey, Vernon Hargraves, you know, your entire career you've played defensive back. You know, we, we need you to go kick field yeah, goals, Yeah, we need baby. to go kick field goals right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. So, I mean, some of the stuff that they did with the old regime is, is a little boneheaded. Okay. A little suspect. All right. So, I mean, if if we can even improve that number to like 4.2 yards of carry. Which is very doable. Even if you get four point one, in in a couple little like minor adjustments, you're talking about a better run game. Kareem Hunt was what a third round draft pick. Alvin Kamara was what fourth round draft pick, something like that. I agree. Dante Foreman, who's been doing some stuff over there with the Texans, he was a late round draft pick. So to put any kind of expectations on a second round draft pick, I mean, I don't think it's it's pushing them too hard. I think it's right where the expectations need to be. If you don't show out this year, and I think as a second round draft pick, who had the who had, who was that's just in, my point. Who was in the conversation of potentially being a first round pick? I think you would want to and you would want to step up and show like, hey, that was just you know them. Let me do my thing and that's use right. me how I need to be used. Yep. Well, let, let's hope that's the case. Let's hope that's the case. I'm ready for it, man. I, th- I think he'll. I think he'll have a ten times better season. Well, I hope so. He only got like sixty yards total. He had more sixty yards. All right, he had like, he had hold like, on, hold on. He had like three hundred and eighty. No, nah, he had like forty something for well, sure. Don't put that evil on him like uh, that, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want to know this though. I really want to know he this. He did, man. I'm looking him up right now. His rookie season. You can't ball out for USC. His rookie season. And then season, show up. He had forty four yards rushing and thirty three yards receiving. And uh, you so can't even seventy-seven come yards and total. He, he did have some injuries too, though. We'll throw that out there. But he played in nine games. He had twenty-three rushes for one point nine yards of carry. Oh yeah, he's gonna get that better. Yeah, there's no, there, <laughs> there's nowhere to go but up. And speaking of up, in bad situations with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Bruce, Bruce, Mister Arians, Ronald Jones. I got faith in you, dog. Show up for your boy. Oh, Bruce Arians just came out and said publicly that he says. The secondary is fixed. Wow. Even though Justin Evans, Justin Evans does have some turf toe situation going on. Which what was, is turf toe? You know, someone explain turf that toe is to a me. Good question. Like, is that like a stub toe? Is that like when you out there running, like, oh, like, like you got like, 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 a, like, you know like a locked up foot, like a cramp that just I'm don't go right away. Is that like a corn callus? It's like when you kick, that when you kick the end of that bed, sprain yeah, of yeah, a yeah. big toe joint resulting in an injury from a sports activity. So, so it's a sprain, big basically toe. Basically, a sprain of the big toe joint. Like, That's a big ass ligament, man. Like like that big, that, like that that little joint right here in your toe is it, 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 it's. The condition can be caused from either jamming the toe or from repetitive injury when pushing off repeatedly when running or jumping. That's so something is. that defensive back needs a lot. Definitely. But that's not even that's even more. That's the same thing like running back. Turf running toe back effects. too? Yeah. I but think I, when you're one of the notables that I remember, though, with turf toe was Dion. Yeah. He always had problems with turf toe. Yeah, yeah. 
He's a big turf toe guy. So sorry not to jump ahead to another story, but go ahead there, but, Craig. But Arians came out and said that he thinks that the secondary is totally fixed. Last year, the Buccaneers added MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis to the defensive backs room, already consisting of safety Justin Evans and Vernon Hargra- and cornerback Har- Hargraves and Ryan Smith. Um, last month, general manager Jason Light doubled down and added three more defensive backs. And Sean Bunting, who we've heard some good stuff about. Sean Bunting is going to be raw, boy. Mike Edwards, who they say is having a good camp. Yeah. And Jamel Dean, who you've heard a couple little things about. Mm-hmm. And nothing great, but nothing horrible. So, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes no news is, is good news. Um, and also they brought in Kentrell Bryce, the uh, starting safety from the Green Bay Packers. Huh. So, I mean, they definitely have made some moves. He's uh, good? Um, yeah. I never heard of him. Yeah, I, Logan, I know, where you have? Was he the uh, starting Bryce. safety up there? Or was he the backup safety? It says starting safety. Okay, former Green Bay Packers starting safety Kentrell Bryce. So he was starting for them in, in their secondary. So I mean, it, we've seen players go other places and, and, and shine a little bit better. Maybe this defense will work out better for him. Um. Obviously, Todd Bowles, I think, you know, has brought in some guys that, that he's familiar with, that they're, that the whole coaching staff's familiar with, and, and Shaq Barrett, and, you know, also you th- do you Deion think, Buchanan, who can play safety, linebacker, hybrid. Do you think defensive hybrid. players are starting to get excited about Todd Bowles over here in, in Tampa? With what I'm sure there's doing? a lot of excitement. I, I do think they are. And, and here's, here's one and thing. Like people want to come over here and be it, like, hey, it, man, what's up with if, the contract? If there's two positions in football – that literally feast off each other, yeah, aside yeah. from running backs and offensive line, is defensive line and defensive backs. Yeah. If, you know what I'm saying, if you can't get to the quarterback and the quarterback has time all day, like, bro, I don't care how good of a, of a first-class athlete are you are, if you got to chase a dude around for like 10, 15 seconds and the quarterback has that much time, if a quarterback has 10 to 15 seconds in that pocket, you best believe he's picking that defense apart. All day. So, if you know, it's going to create, you know, some some pressure up front with hopefully some of these moves, you know, like Sue and, you know, Barrett, Buchanan, um, Devin White, some of these moves that we made in the offseason already, if we can get to the quarterback, continue from what JPP had started, who – it's not even been ruled out for the entire season. Yeah. Still saying that he can, you know, maybe make a late season, you know. Imagine that, though, just to put that out there, just to put it out there, that when JPP comes back, that there could be a chance for him to come back to a winning team. It's possible. Just to say it. Just to put possible. it in the universe. Yeah, you might as well put it out there because well, what else do we have to lose, right? It's like Ronald Jones. Yeah. Like, we're, we're already at the bottom. Like, where else <laughs> we, where else we got to go? Ain't nowhere, ain't nowhere else to go but up. So, I mean – can we have optimism? It, are, were, were the scheduling gods against us? Ah, you, most you, definitely. You're damn right. Us, hey, some teams can rally on that and have really good road records. They gave us the British cornhole, boy. We fucked. Yeah. They, 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 it ain't even that, though. Like, I'd take the, the going over to England. That's no, not even it, a it's problem. All, it's, it's, it's all everywhere. those games. Yeah, exactly. It's it's our mileage. Don't we have, like, the top three mileage All those of all road time? games back to back to back. We do, man. There, there's definitely some stuff against us this year, but there's also some bright spots. Um a few of those things, they there obviously you know some list out here. Pewter Plank again, um, coming up with a top three list of Bucks that can make their first Pro Bowl. Ooh, talking about the Pro Bowl. One person they have on this list, first person, and, I, and you guys can uh, 
take it or how leave about, it. How about how about you uh, don't give us the list okay. and we give us our our list three that three. we think should okay. make their first Ooh. Pro Bowl. I like that. My like that. first is going to be O.J. Howard. He that's the first person on here. I have not seen the list. Wow. I promise you that. Who's your first? I'm gonna go with Mike. Mike Evans made a Pro Bowl. He's made a Pro Bowl. Oh, okay, my bad. So these are three players who, have who can not make made their one. first. My second, I'm going to go with Vernon Hargraves. Hmm. Okay. Was he another one on the list? Nope. Okay. And my third, I'll have, go Justin Evans. Wow. All and those last guys, all wow. defense. Yeah. Wow. So first time Pro Bowlers for the Bucks or overall? It would be uh, whoever. It would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be, be overall. But did Winston ever make a Pro Bowl? He has. He yep. has as a, as an alternate, but that counts. Has um, Marpet? He did. Yes, he has. Also. Yep. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Get Live 45. Devin White. Get Live 45. Okay. I think he's gonna show out, and he's gonna have defensive rookie, rookie of the year. I can see that. Get live 45. You heard it here first. We do have a lot of pass rush that went off in this draft, though, so that could get some notables for rookie of the Sean year Bunting. Well, Sean Bunting, okay. I, went with I, all rookies, I see. Yeah. Okay. I, I really like you just like watching the OTAs, man, and just right. seeing how these boys are out there getting it. So on this list And is, then I'm going to go with Godwin. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I think one. Godwin's like going to show. One. He's going to get those targets. Hey, he's improved Bro, every he's going to get targets, year. and his hands are money. And I think he's going to have confidence going in there. But he, he's just going to have great momentum. So on this list right here was O.J. Howard, yeah, who I think is very potential. Vita Vea okay. was yeah, another person on this list who I, I think he showed, bad, some, Vita. He, he showed some bright spots last year, dealt with a few injuries mm-hmm. here and there. think definitely possible. And Shaq Barrett, okay, who, who, who lived in the shadows over there in uh, – you know the Broncos behind. Um, He's a beast. Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, bro, Von Miller's a beast. Glasses, cowboy hat, glasses. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, my boy, <laughs> old, old, old Town Road. He should yeah. be. They need to bring him the music video for sure. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I think those are three very plausible guys. I think even some of the guys that you guys named are, are, are very interesting. Good, uh, good picks there. And. Uh, I say we're getting towards that end of the end of the show. Like already, the, well, the, we we got some end. stuff to yeah, do. We, we still, still man, we got a lot of stuff to do. Already seven forty. That's what I'm saying. We might as well get into who, I, who, who I, the fuck I, am I? I think I know the owner of the station, so I think we're good, right? I, I think we're okay. I think I, we can go over I'll a couple text. minutes. We'll go over like I'll ten text. minutes. All right, put Hit the word in for me. Boy. I'll text and make sure it's okay. So we got what? This is our fourth week, fifth week. Yeah, high C. I run high C, right? Who the fuck am I? Over high C. It's Eddie's. It's Eddie's week. And he, I forgot. He totally all forgot about it. it was Glad I reminded him. Literally started a new job. Eleven minutes before the show, kids he, have been going crazy. Next thing I know, I'm like what? Hey, Who but he came through on? with it with eight minutes to spare. And with today, the Who the Buck am I? Oh, I should probably close my computer then. I huh? tell you what. Okay. If you can guess the theme, whoever guesses the theme first. Okay. I got y'all on a $3 beverage. All right. $3 because you don't drink beer and you don't drink beer, so I can't say I'm going to buy you a beer. Okay. Well, he does drink beer, but. Not really. He will. He yeah, might. Socially. He, he will might. if it's he free. Might. Yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, uh, gentlemen, let's start this out. I'll take a nice chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. <laughs> Organic chocolate milk or like yak milk? 
whatever, you know. Bavarian yak milk. Don't lie, boy. <laughs> Cambodian <laughs> breast <laughs> chocolate milk. My dog. All right, man. So the, the first one, he was not only a defensive end, mm-hmm. but he was also the all-rookie defensive player of the year. Okay. Do we have a year? He was born in February 24th, 1974, in the wonderful city, not only the greatest windy city of Wrigley Field, but it is Chicago, Illinois. Chidi Hanatu. No, sir. This so, man weighed about that first that first little stat you went over. What was that again? Not his not his age and all that, but he was all, all rookie. rookie defensive player of the year. Not only was he all rookie, yeah, but he was defensive player of the year because he was all rookie for the Bucks. For no, the Bucks, he wasn't for the Bucks. Well, isn't this the Bucks? Am I? Oh, oh. oh, he got it. Okay, Illinois. So so he's from Chicago. Okay. Yes, sir. Three times. He was only a three time Pro Bowler. Wow. Yeah, he got ripped, man. He's he's still getting ripped. He should be in the Hall of Fame. You got to think, though, he, made, he, he played a couple years. He played some years when there was, like, Bruce Smith was still in the league. He was on the Cardinals team. He, he Reggie White and stuff was still in the league towards the end of his career. So he, he has But some, still, it's where you stack up all time. Yeah, 122 yeah, yeah. sacks overall, man. Yeah, it's he's crazy. a beast. He's a beast. All right. Our next player. They don't player like the Bucks, man. They're in the Hall of Fame. Was from. You better make the Hall of Fame for the Bucks. The Big Easy. Okay. All right. He was born in the Big Easy. Booker McFarland. Nope. On December 19th, 1969. 1919? 1969. 1969. Damn, I was a wee whippersnapper. Then. 1992. <sighs> Paul and Ruger. he did play for this team from 1992. He was a defensive lineman, you said? To 1995. Yes, sir. Gruber? No, no he was a lineman. Brad Culpepper? Nope. He played for three teams. The first team was Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Santana Dotson. Bam. Santana Dotson. Ooh. Who was the first one again? Simeon Rice. Simeon Rice. All right. Theme's all-time sack leaders. Nope. All right. <laughs> Your next player was born in the hot, sweaty summer of July 6, 1967 in Lake Wales, Florida. Local guy. Local. He went to Frostproof. Shout out to Frostproof. George Selby. No, sir. His alma mater is the alma mater of Peyton Manning. Tennessee. Tennessee Volunteers. Who was drafted in the first round, number 12 pick overall, in 1991. And he's a defensive end or a defensive tackle? Not a defensive player. We'll we'll get to what he plays in a minute. Chris Hannon? Paul Gruber. Nope. He was drafted by the Cowboys (laughs) in 1991, and he played for the Cowboys from 91 to 91. Alvin Harvard. Oh, oh, Alvin Harper. Damn. All right, Simeon Rice, Dotson, and Harper. Harper. So I got. Two oh, you points. know what? I messed up. So this won't count. I I, I messed up. Hey, eh, no, it, it's good because it's okay. Players who left the Bucks and had no, a successful career. No, no, no. no. I messed up. All right, I'm gonna drop it now because I forgot. I messed it up with Alvin Harper. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, with uh, with Dotson because Dotson was drafted by the Bucks. So, oh, so I, I was, was going to do be guys that came that they came draft- to the Bucks. Uh, gotcha. right, my bad. That's why I messed up in my eight minutes. Okay. So I'll still get you guys a three dollar drink. My okay. Drink. So the next it's player, right. the next player, was also born during the summer of nineteen seventy five on August fourteenth. Damn! Once again, in the Big Easy. All right. Booger McFarlane. No, well, sir. He, he drafted by us. He w- actually was born in the Big Easy and moved out west. For some reason, they say, look, man, and we're not talking about gold, but they went out west. And he went to play at Mira Mesa in San Diego, California. And his alma mater is Fresno State. Trent Dofer? Yep. Nope. That is his alma mater, though. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. He was drafted in 1998. 1998, fourth round. His first team, actually, he also played, let's say he had 5,627 yards. Brad Johnson? Nope, no rushing. Michael Pittman? Booyah. Bam. He was a Fresno State Bulldog. Didn't he like, right, run man. his wife over with a car? Or get we don't talk about like that. that, bro. He was a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, with the Tampa he had Bay the Buccaneers. biggest guns ever. He was a beast, bro. He was a beast. I remember when we he got him in jacked. free agency, and I was just like, "Damn, look at this guy. He's so swole. He's gonna run all over people." I mean, I really can't. He judge ran so straight up, <laughs> like he, he looked not, like he just got out. He bro. was a beast, but he was not a beast runner. Like he yeah. ran straight up, and like yeah, he was he was solid, but he wasn't like yeah, he wasn't yeah. Is that, is that your list? No, sir. We got one more. Do you, are you keeping score by chance? I think it's yes, tied. It's tied up. It's tied, it's tied up. up. So, No bonus questions, by the way. No bonus questions. I, I'll give you a bonus question. I got one. You got one from Michael Pittman? Yeah, but okay. I, I think this next guy, mm-hmm. this is going to be a fun one. You got a bonus qu- a question from Michael Pittman or no? You or want you just, one? No, I mean, you said you had one. Yeah. Well, give it to me. Give it to me, big boy. You 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 want it? Are I, you sure? I want it all from Michael Pittman. Yep. What was the last team he played for professionally? Ooh, that's a good one. I just want to verify this. Oh, I, it's not the Bucks. Um, oh no. I'm gonna say the professional team. I'm gonna I'm give you a hint when I say professional team. Oh, it was it was the it was the Florida Rough Riders or something like that. Ooh, no, but it was in like that kind of association. It wasn't a, it, was it was close. it was the NFL. It was the Alouettes. No, <clears throat> it was the Florida Tuskers. <laughs> Who the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, Florida Tuskers. Hey, he man. played for them in 2009. I think Spurrier I, coached that team. Well, well, it was too. So we're gonna come back to it. Who was? The last NFL team he played for. Oh, the last. Oh, that. Oh, that really was the question. Okay, the, the Raiders. Last. Nope. Um, it's his go anyway. Yeah, it is my go anyway. I'll say Denver Broncos. Damn, he got it too. Denver Broncos. So he played for the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, the Broncos, and your Florida Tuskers. Oh, so you're up, you're up one. I am up one, three, two. All right, I got one for you. I'm keeping track. This next player. My boy not, wrote it out and everything. It's not only a Hall of Famer, but he is one of the greatest of all time. 
in my opinion. And he has sold a lot of jerseys. Derek. No, no, no. He's not a Hall of Famer. So, he was born in Dallas, Texas in the wonderful summer. Man, I probably could have went summer with all those. You could have. I think they were all I think they were all summer. summers. Damn it. All right. <laughs> so, he was born July 22nd, 1966. Mm-hmm. Joe Galloway? In the beautiful city of Dallas, Texas. Wow, wow. But. This guy, like I said, man, is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's one of the greatest of all time. Steve Young? No. Doug Williams? No. All right. And he played for the Bucks. I got gotcha. you. He also won a Heisman Trophy. Bo Jackson? No. Oh. Ooh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Once I Texas. tell you what college he went to, you're going to get it. And he, hold on, don't tell us the college yet. I'm not going to tell you the college. He won a Heisman. He, he played Heisman. for the Bucks. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler. Nine-time Pro Bowler. He was on the Bucks roster All right, for... Charlie Garner. No, he was only on the nine-time Bucks roster. Pro Bowler, man. He was only on the Bucks roster for Tim one Brown. year. Damn it. Bam. He got it. Tim Brown. I, even remember, I forgot. He Didn't mean to hit you with that bam, Emerald Lagasse in your ear like that. I, once I said Notre Dame, no, that, I hit high. No, I no, should have said Notre Dame. No, that wouldn't. Well, maybe that would have got it for me. Yeah, I think he's one of the greatest Notre Dame once players you said, of all time. Once you said he only played one season for us. That was a horrible season, too. Yeah, well, he was like 50. It's like 43 when he started playing with us. He only played for the That's Raiders. why I don't remember it. It was he, like, like 2008 season it was, or something. It was 2004. Not, yeah, it was 2004. It was the year that we had. All right, all right. Here's a bonus question. When, that, when we had Garcia. I'm up 4-2, by the way. Bonus question. How many touchdowns did he end up with receiving? That's my Total? question. It's my Total. question. Uh, stop looking at him. It's mine. I'm going to say 77. So we're talking about career touchdowns. We should do whoever gets closest. All right, yeah. Career I'll touchdowns receiving. I'll say 86. But you were closer. 100 on the dot. What? Damn. Did I, is that it? Is that, did I win? You got yeah, more? Yeah, you still won. Yeah, you won, man. But we can go. I, I got some other stats here. We can go off. No, we're good. We well, still- we got our all-time team. We got yeah, we, walk yeah, the plank segment, and we only got like two minutes left. So I was trying to go with players that played for other teams but also played for us. Let's get this all-time team. All right, bro, Chacho. Let's do it. So, Tampa Bay Buccaneers all-time team, defensive line, defensive line, and we got a dude. I'm Let's, telling you, why don't we go over who we got real quick so far? Safeties, safeties. Dexter Jackson, Beat. Cedric Brown, John Lynch, Jermaine Phillips. Cornerbacks: Rondé Barber, Akeem Talib, Donnie Abraham, Brian Kelly, Mike Washington. Philip Buchanan. Linebackers. We got Bear Rude. Rude. Hardy Nickerson. Sheldon Quarles. Derek Brooks. And Levante David. Now to the defensive line. For defensive ends, we got Leroy Selman. Beast. Bucks, Bucks Hall of Famer. First, first Rest Bucks in peace. Rest in peace, bro. And he had yeah. a great restaurant. Great yeah. restaurant. Mama's meatloaf. Mm. Simeon Rice. Baller. Better be in the Hall of Fame here soon. Old G-Reg Spires. Oh, yep. he's a beast. Who you did an interview with. Who I've done an interview with. And Chidi Ahanatu. Chidi. Oh, Chidi. 
Chidi was so underrated, man, but he was such a great player. He really was. He really was. Chidi was so underrated. For defensive tackles. The one and only. Warren Sapp. It's all about the U. Mr. I, I just signed with the Panthers, Gerald McCoy. You had who to, you was had to Warren Sapp's, there, yeah. you know, protege kind of in a way. Yeah. Oh, we forgot somebody that should have got honorable mention. Brad Culpepper is on this list. And Santana Dotson. Mm-hmm. Brad Culpepper. Is, is he still a lawyer up there in Tampa? Yep, he's still a lawyer. Shout out to Brad Culpepper. And he won Survivor. Did he win? He was on Survivor? Twice. What? Nice. Maybe even more. Hey, man. We forgot about Booger McFarlane. Uh, he was a, maybe a notable mention. He was a notable mention, but he wasn't as high high up on the sack list and stuff like that. Too. Yeah? Yeah. He was more of a run-stop guy. Okay. Yeah. He was a little greasy dude back in the day. He was. Uh, Styles White was another guy who probably could have been a notable mention. Marcus Jones? Marcus Jones. Was Marcus another. Jones. Dwayne White. There was there Dwayne was a, White. there was a few cats up there. All right, why don't we finish up the show with the walk the plank? Walk the plank. How about that? All right, first walk the plank or fire the cannons topic. Is there a problem with Sue wearing number ninety three? Too soon. Mm. I'm going to say there's no problem whatsoever. I say too soon, man. I'm going to say that needs to walk the plank. I'm going to say fire the cannons because at the end of the day, he's wore that number before. That's been a number that he, that that's you know obviously associated with him at some point, even though, like you did point out, he wore number 90 with the Lions. But that could have been already because he was a rookie when that came down and somebody else was already wearing that number. Um, I, I, I McCoy hasn't earned the, that kind of respect yet. Yeah, no. We're not talking about Warren Sapp. We're not talking about Barber or, or Brooks. Yeah, I mean, Any double nickels guys. is off the, off the table. Exactly. You know yeah. 99 is off the table. What about 40? 20, 40. 47? 47. 47 is off the table. Well, I was saying 40 because of All-Star. 40, yeah. yeah. About 28? Ooh. That, that, I think it's been worn since. No, it's been worn since. Yeah. It? Yeah, okay. Second, a walk the plank or fire the cannons. Bucks have better chance at nine and seven than seven and nine. I'm gonna say it's still too early, bro, and I'm gonna say seven and nine. I'll be happy with seven and nine. So you're gonna walk the first plank year, on yeah. that one. Walk the plank. Okay. I'm happy with seven and nine first year. I'm gonna walk the plank on that one just because I'm you know, there's so many uncertainties, I think, right now. Um, that could be something maybe we re- we revisit after like we haven't seen anything yet. You yeah, know, we, yeah. game, we haven't even seen a preseason game yet. We've seen a lot of people in pajamas running around on the field getting sweaty. That's, that's what right. we've seen. That, so it. I'm as well uh, along with you guys. I'm going to walk the plank on that. Uh, Let me see until, a good scrimmage until we. Yeah, at least we when we get that uh, New England comes down and, and plays that little scrimmage in the preseason, then we can maybe start putting predictions out like that. As far as what Bruce Arians said. Walk the plank or fire the cannons on the secondaries fixed. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one. I'm gonna say walk the plank. You're not gonna be able to fix the secondary with all these young kids. Mm-hmm. Total of interceptions right now for all our cornerbacks. Two. Ooh. Ryan Smith has one and Vernon Hargraves has one. Who? Ryan Smith. I'm exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna walk the plank on that. Yeah. It's too. I'm gonna so have to terrible. say walk the plank. I'm very optimistic that maybe they can correct this defense. But for you to literally say that the secondary's fixed, 
when literally all they've had is voluntary workouts and the official first day of OTAs. Official. <laughs> as a whistle. Yeah, he needs to pump the brakes a little bit on that. Yeah, you're getting a little too uh, ahead of yourself there, Bruce. Ronald Jones Who? will be a breakout star this season. Fire the cannons. I have to agree. I think fire the cannons on this one as well. I think this is a, a situation. I mean, like we said, he can only go up from here. Um, I think he'll – I can fire the cannons on. He'll have a better year. Yeah, than, than last year. Than Andre, for sure. 100%, man. He'll, he'll, have, I'll, he'll, I'll have, a fire, year, he'll have a better year than Andre Ellington. I'll fire the cannons on that, but I'm going to have to walk the plank on that he's going to be a breakout star. He's going to improve. Obviously, okay. there's nowhere but up to go when you only have 77 total yards as a rookie. He had um, like a, like a lot of uh, big plays in college, right? Like he, he did. He, he but was like a big play. One maker. thing you did not see with Ronald Jones in college, which you saw with Kamara, and you see with a lot of these guys coming out, is breaking tackles. He did not break a lot of tackles. No. A lot of his his long runs, he barely got touched. Really. So that's that's one issue that's I key. have with him. That's key. Chad, screw the Steelers. Y'all gonna lose twice to the Browns this year. My bold prediction. <laughs> okay. The Browns. They're harassing me. Three or more Buccaneers will make the Pro Bowl this year. Mm. Fire the cannons. I'd Who say- are you three or more? We already talked about it. No. Well, oh, that that was the first. All right. So honestly, yeah, honestly, my, my three yeah. that that'll make it guarantee is going to be Mike Evans, Levante David, and all the way live forty five. Okay. What about I'm gonna you? say. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Vita Vea, and Levante David. I'm going to... Hey, only, hey, he only said three now. now you read I said three or more. Oh, my bad, my bad. My so bad. fire the cannons. I'm going to fire the cannons fire. as well. I think the coaching staff will get a lot out of these players and, and even more out of the stars. And I think guys like Mike Evans is already a shoe-in. Guy like Levante David is going to take that next step, even though he's a perennial Pro he's Bowler every single year. He's been snubbed. Yeah, he's he definitely is, been snubbed. I think both of those linebackers mm-hmm. are going to show out, man. They're going to feed off of each other, and it's going to be something special to watch this year. I think Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet. I'm, I'm really big on Ali Marpet, so I think there's going to be at least three guys that make the Pro Bowl this Ryan year. Um, <laughs> next, you never walk know. The you never know. You never know. Justin's e- Justin Evans' big toe is a big deal. It is a big deal. You gonna fire the cannons on that, bro? Turf toe is not a joke. Every time I hear turf toe with some player, it's not good for that season. I'm about to say walk the plank, because I mean I think it can be worse, like an MCL or ACL or something like that. That shit don't heal, man. Because as soon as you come out, like you really gotta let that stuff go. You gotta let that stuff like really loosen up. Yeah, but it's still Dion like, struggled with it his whole career. It's like four months until the season starts, though. He struggled with it. There's that means, guys that, that struggled means he his whole ha- career bro, with he this. hasn't played solidly yet, right? He hasn't had a full, like, season. Uh, yeah, he has. has uh, he? Yeah, he, his rookie season, he had a pretty decent rookie season. season. Yeah. Uh, he Not played, a lot of He reps. played like 12, 12 games last season, something like that, but then had the, the turf toe late in, in the year. I'm going to say So if he hasn't come back from the turf toe late in the year? And it's still bothering him? Because he went the rehab route. He did. It didn't work, so now he just got the surgery. Exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. So 
it's had he had already gotten the surgery prior, it probably would have been fixed and he would have been good to go. I don't know, man. Turf toe sounds like some syphilis type shit, bro. So I'm it's nervous. something that sticks with you, right? Yeah. It's something you just can't rub some yeah, tussin on it and get nah, rid of it. You like, can't put some Vicks on it, dog. Exactly. That's not, you can't so drink, put Vicks I'm going to have to say, uh, I'm going to fire the cannons on that. I'm going to say it is a big deal. Um, if it was just a broken toe, broken yeah, he, ankle, all day, bro. Sprain, something Snap like that. Snap your neck. But that turf back? toe just seems to hang around people. Another guy who struggled, I believe, with turf toe for uh, as a Buccaneer uh, was uh, Jacques Green. Ooh, I think he had some issues with it. either him or Adele Anthony. Seminal? I always get them. What? No, he was a he, no. <laughs> Stop that. He was, he was a, a Gator. Dude. I know. Man, put that on me. All right, last walk the plank, and we'll get on out of here for this week. Winston's turnover problems and OTA is a big deal. He had three today. That's always a big deal for Winston. Winston, bro, you gotta just—they need to let weed allowed in the NFL. And I think if he smoked, he would relax and he'd be all right. He'd okay, so down. is this—is that a walk to plank or yeah, is that a bro. fire the cannons? <laughs> fire th- up the weed. I think, is, I think, we got another little. <laughs> I think he's—if he's throwing BBs out to these dudes as much as I love this guy, man, uh, that's his biggest issue. If he just can't put it where it needs. It, it doesn't matter if you're young, if you're out of place, bro. You, you know better. I'm gonna say. Walk the plank on this. Uh, just as just like uh, Arian said after OTA or after minicamp today, they're they're implementing new schemes. They've got players out there that normally wouldn't be playing with Jameis. Guys ne- necessarily weren't in the right places. It's early on in minicamp. We're not even in the training camp yet. I'm going to say walk the plank on that. I- I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say walk the plank. Um, completely new system is a new learning curve for everybody. I mean, from the the towel boy all the way to to Jameis Winston. It's it, the whole new system, whole new everything. Now, if he's doing this, come week one. When does when does when does RG four yeah. come in? Yeah, week week three of of the the preseason. He has three interceptions. Maybe well, we even then, I'm, I don't know if I'm worried about that. But come regular season, if he's throwing picks left and right, Zach, week three. Of the of the yeah, preseason, right. if would, he stole three interceptions, it's not very, very. We would good. be making a big deal out of it. I mean, even Bruce Arians came out and said even about uh, Nadamikin Sue. Like, okay, he's had a good couple days here. Yeah, he's learning everything, but it's not really so much the defense. He knows how to play defense. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. it's yeah, you know, a play that somebody might have called, you know, blue. Maybe they call purple. You know what I'm saying? So he just got to learn the verbiage behind what this actual play is and, and what, the, what the scheme is. But, I mean, other than that, it's, it's just learning the, the verbiage of, of, of the scheme. So it's new for everybody. No one's going to come out and, you know, ain't like one person went to to, to speak Mandarin and went to, <laughs> went to the first class and became Man, look like – at this boy here. You know What's he doing? You know – Firing off every word, speaking perfect Mandarin. It don't it don't happen yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's the first day of OTAs. He threw three interceptions. They trying to get like that backup backup in there at receiver to see what this dude got because you know at the end of the day, 53 man roster's got to be made at some point. You know Mike Evans is gonna make it. Yeah. You know Godwin's gonna make it. Yeah. You know OJ is gonna make it. You know yeah. Bray's gonna make it. So yeah. we'll, we'll, let's see what these other guys got. Exactly. So I got nervous, man. I got nervous. Real quick I, before nervous. we get out of here. 20th all-time. That's where Sat, or Simeon Rice is on an all-time list. Let's get our man into the Hall of Fame. Is that where he's 20th at? 20th all-time. He's top 25. We can't get a... Really? Man. You can't get a jacket? Who we got to pay Forced for that? 25 fumbles. Mm. That's big, man. Intercepted five passes. Get this man a jacket. Facts. All right. I guess until next time, right? Shout out to Timmy. Shout out to Timmy, Carefree Pests and Termite Solutions. Give him a call today, 
941-556-9019 to solve all your pest problems. Roaches, rats, termites. It's getting hot and humid out fleas. there, man. You know they're going to be coming out, man. All kind man. of stuff, man. Get, get that it. preventative maintenance on your casa. Yeah, get it done. Tell them STLR sent you. And tell them Tom Brady. What about, like, drain Woodlux flies? Because I got these little drain. You know, we just moved into my new apartment. Oh, yeah. I got these little drain I hate flies. too. They're hard to get rid of. Man. Like, yeah. what do you do to get rid of those? They got stuff for that, man. Ask Timmy. They got stuff for that. They're hard to get rid I'm of. I'm going to have to hit up Tim. All right, fellas. Good good show this week. Great show, man. Shout out to everybody. Next week, we start our offense. Are we going to go quarterback? Or are we going to go uh, offensive line first? I say we go offensive I th- line. I say we go special teams. I, I think we go special teams. I think. Tune in next week and find out. All Ooh, right. How about yeah. that? This has been another edition of Buck That Podcast. For my boy Zach, for my boy Eddie, I am your boy Craig. We will be back. Peace out.